Welcome, everybody, back to episode two of the Hubby Wifey Hustle. hustle. We gotta get, we're gonna get some energy hustle, going. Hustle, 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 hustle. Um, so, welcome back, guys. Uh, our monthly podcast, uh, the Hubby Wifey Hustle. Want to bring some all of that goodness to you, and when it comes to yes, definitely tag me. Um, yeah. Bring you back all that goodness when it comes to you know your side hustle, side businesses, things like that. Everything that we've learned. Uh, we're really excited, actually. We got a really good response. From the first one. Oh and yeah, we felt the love, guys. Oh yeah, we felt the love. We're really feeling the love. So I'm hoping for more love this time too. But even more. but it, now it's on it's on my page because I got a little jealous last yeah. time you guys gave Josh's page so much love and I was like, okay, well we need to like go back and forth. <laughs> I want one on my page with all the love. Yeah, we definitely needed uh, love on her page. So it's on her page today, Ooh. and it would be on YouTube coming to a YouTube near you. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube, definitely do so. We're doing these monthly and. We we had a really great response last time, and so we're really dope, doped up, doped up, doped up. We're really excited <laughs> about what we're going to be doing. Hey, mom. Hey, mama. Um, really excited about what we're going to be doing. We're actually going to bring on business owners um, in future podcasts, probably yes, once a month. Yes, we're going to do some interviews. Interviews. We want to see what you guys are doing and why it's so awesome and effective, and so everybody can learn from everybody else. And how you started your business and all that jazz. Yeah, so. We actually had a really successful training yesterday that we got to be a part of and I got to slowly overcome my fear of public speaking and we're touching today on some of the points that were brought up yesterday that are totally game changers for your business yeah super dope so we're really really excited about that um, first let's jump right into it I mean mm -hmm. last time we talked a bit about what we do on the side you know what our side hustles are we talked about some of the myths some of the benefits of running side hustles if you haven't watched that definitely check out that episode um, because there's a lot that goes along with that. You know, you don't, your side hustle doesn't have to become your main hustle. It can still be your side hustle, something you're passionate about. So today we wanted to talk about like, what do you consider when you're getting started with your side hustle or your business? I think there's a lot that you need to think with, right? Yeah. You need to really consider how much time you're going to be putting into this business, how much money it's going to take to get started in this business. And you want to think about all these things before you jump in and do something. Definitely. So time investment, what does your time investment actually look like? Do you even have time to start a side hustle? Because if you ask any business owner, and I think every business owner, we should ask this question every time we have somebody in the hot seat. Oh yeah. If you ask any business owner, like uh, what, how much time do you invest into it? And if it was more than they thought they were going to have to invest into it, I would almost say with 100% certainty that everybody would say they're yes. investing a lot more than they thought they would, right? Yeah, and then it comes down to like, well, how much are you actually making per hour but with how many hours you're spending on this business and how much you're getting paid in profits? Bingo. And these are all the things we don't think about, right? Mm -hmm. all, all the time you spend on email. You know, one of the things with uh, Amber, uh, when she first started her side hustle with the makeup stuff was, I remember, remember we used to sit down and be like, <laughs> how much time are you spending posting to your Facebook and your social media? And Instagram and, and then you have have to avoid getting sucked into the black hole of scrolling through Facebook. You're like, no, yeah. I'm here to work. And yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and what, what, what was that realization like for you when you actually sat back and like, holy cow, like how much time am I investing? Yeah. And I think it came down to like, you can't do a million things at once. So don't, when yeah. you're going online to post, don't get sucked into like the scroll of like, what's everyone been up to? Because that's like, you got to set aside time 
um, clock certain hours of the day for working. And I think just scrolling through Facebook is definitely not uh, being productive at that time. And totally. it's, it's really easy to get sucked in. Yeah. And there's a lot of good tips and tricks that you can use when it comes to your time investment, how you're like utilizing your time, making sure you're maximizing your efficiency and your productivity when it comes to your time, things like time blocking. There's a lot of really great books out there for this. One of my favorites is the 12 week year. Um, it's actually, it's an absolutely phenomenal book. Um, Rochelle but, feels the struggle. The struggle's <laughs> real. Rochelle. <laughs> it really is. Uh, the struggle is very much real. Um, but it, it, first step of any kind of addiction or problem is recognizing you have a problem. So that's, uh, I, I recognize. Facebook Anonymous. Facebook Anonymous, everybody. <laughs> um, thing. So the 12-week year is an awesome book that really kind of brought this to light in a new way. Um, basically, it focuses on taking every year. Most companies look at annual uh, roadmaps. What goals do we want to hit over the course of a year, right? And on the onset, it thinks like, cool, you're goal planning, you're thinking about that. That's exactly what you should do. But here's what happens, right? Every single month, you think that you have more time than you actually do. So every month, you're like, ah, I didn't hit my numbers this month. And so um, the the next thing that you will be like, well, I got 11 more months. And then the you next end up month, doing the same thing over and over again, <laughs> over because there's so much time between now and the end of the year. So the 12 week year focuses on take that 12 week year mentality, that 12 uh, month mentality, push it into 12 weeks push it into 12 weeks. So now every tw every week becomes a month, every day becomes a week, like you're condensing the amount of time that you have to actually accomplish goals. So it's a, it's a phenomenal book. Uh, moms, don't you have time don't you have comment on friends for for the algorithm it's constantly changing but yeah it's always good to remain social with people on facebook um but if i'm online to post i need to focus on actually getting my post up because sometimes i'll be like in the middle of posting and then i get sucked into something else and just focusing on what you're doing at that yeah. time is huge yeah that's definitely a big one um you know, in when it comes to the algorithms, how they that's a totally awesome topic and there's so much yeah. to it. Um, the big thing, though, just in short, when it comes to the Facebook algorithms, YouTube algorithms, a big thing that they're focused on is really engagement. How engaged are people with your content? If people aren't liking, sharing, commenting and doing all that with your content, they're not going to see it as valuable. Why? Because one of the big indicators of whether or not the content that you're posting is actually valuable to consumers, which is everything that Google's focused on, everything that Facebook is focused on. If you're not focused on what is valuable to consumers, they're going to see it as not valuable, they're not gonna relevant. They're going to see it as irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. And so but going gonna, live, yeah. going live in on your Facebook page and in your stories and stuff, that's all huge in the algorithm. Yeah, absolutely. So time investment. How much time do you actually have to dedicate to this? Um, next thing I would say is really what's your product or service, right? I mean, yeah. And don't try and pick something because someone else is doing it and they're successful in it. Like, oh, this person's in this industry and they're doing really well. Pick some, a product or service that's based off of something that you are passionate about, that you relate to and that you just like... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on your passion zone. What if you're, what are you passionate about? Because we're going to talk about something in a minute, something that was really great that uh, Jamie had focused on in the training that Amber uh, participated in yesterday. And it's this idea of the feelings wheel, the emotional cycle. Uh, you will go through an emotion cycle, emotional cycle as you do with everything in mm -hmm. life. And uh, it is very prevalent in businesses. And we'll talk a bit about our experiences when we get to that. But if you're not in something that's in your passion zone, it's going to get 
get dull really fast. And when yeah, you want to enjoy what you do so that it doesn't yes. feel like work. And when the S hits the fan, which it does, and it will, and you are going to be completely demoralized at certain points in your business journey. You, if it's not in your passion zone, then you're not going to be committed to focusing on recommitting yourself to the mm-hmm. goals that you're setting out for. So finding something in your passion zone is absolutely key. Um, I think we should touch on financial investment. Mm, Like there are a lot of, well, I'm going to talk about uh, networking marketing companies. There are a lot where they have a a much higher level of entry just for um, investing, like to join. The one reason that really got me into Senegence was that there was only a $50 buy-in to become a distributor. And to me, that was huge. I'm like, well, I have the opportunity to make amazing money with only $50 to get into this company. Whereas Absolutely. some have like a $2,000 or so buy-in. Like there are all sorts of high. But just what is the financial investment for the business you want to mm-hmm. be in? And can you afford it? Definitely. And what, what do the barriers to entry look like? Uh, for yeah. example, if you, if you have great goals and aspirations to be the next aerospace company or the next uh the next american airlines i mean you may (laughs) not it might there's a pretty big barrier to entry not just the financial one but the government regulations and everything that goes along with that but along with that um look at the barriers to entry that are going along with that when i first started my photography video business my dad approached me we were in hawaii celebrating their uh, anniversary out there and i just started getting into the photography stuff and he's like you know what the youth seems to be going somewhere. He challenged me. He said, here is, I will front you money to actually invest in the business. Now, a lot more than $50 a month. He fronted me probably about $7,000. Uh, but that investment into me, that was that was the financial investment to get started in producing the kind of quality that I wanted to produce. And there's been several investments over the course of time as well that have been really impactful um, but that, yeah. and the mindset that you have, I think as a business owner, whether you're thinking like a consumer or thinking like an entrepreneur, when it comes to your side business is going to be a telltale sign of how you grow it. Right. Yeah. I think you have to take some of your profits and reinvest it into your business. If you want to keep growing your business, you can't take all your profits and then go on a shopping spree or take all your profits and put it all into savings. If you want to continue growing your business and making it even more profitable and more awesome, you have to reinvest some, there put is- it Back. Yeah, there's a great. I just thinking of the meme. There's a great meme that um, that I've seen go around. It's the, it's the entrepreneur versus the consumer, and I'm just going to show it to everybody here, right here. You can't really see it, so you can see it right here on Facebook Live, right there. Um, it's basically the entrepreneur mindset is, huh, money in, um, put it back into the business, which is an or an investment, Reinvest, and then that investment yeah. comes back money in. And then you put it back in to reinvest and it comes in and you put it back in. That's the reinvestment mindset of an entrepreneur versus the consumer mindset, which is, huh, I got money. I'm going to go buy things, which coincidentally, the things you're buying are the things that these entrepreneurs are investing in and reproducing. Which isn't, I mean, you have to find a balance. Obviously, it's not a bad thing to treat yourself once in a while, but... Yeah, you got to find a balance. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. But it's all about the balance. Um, as a, as a, especially when you're first starting your side hustle, if you're just putting money in, 
are getting money out and then you're leaving it there and then you are um, not you're not reinvesting in a business you just take 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 and then you're buying things you're thinking like a consumer you're not thinking like a business owner and speaking of business owners Jaden just walked in the room because he tends to do that when we like to do these things Always. so um, so he's smiling with his <laughs> little facetious smile at the door because he didn't go down for a nap today but you know what we couldn't resist bringing you guys everything we need um, I want to talk about the separate business account thing too if you are that person who likes to shop and isn't good at keeping track your business expenses and stuff like that it is super smart to open a separate business account and have a business credit card to where you can keep track of every business expense you know um, where your money's going and if you're looking in your business account and you're like I don't have the money for this then you don't buy it and also paying off your business credit card as you go along and not accumulating business debt because that's not good for anyone yeah just touching on that too Oh, he's okay. watching a new movie. Okay. Um, so the big thing here when it comes to the business account too is uh, the principle applies is just keep track of everything that you have going on. Um, because uh, at the end of the day, you're going to have to account, you know, you're going to have to do the, um, the thing, the tax thing, which nobody likes doing taxes. I know Amber's just like, I just want to make I people feel pretty and yeah. not worry you about You do numbers, the numbers. So. I'll do the makeup. Uh, so that's something that you definitely got to be aware of. Uh, is that um, who, who's your target consumer? Just what in terms of what things you need to consider, um, what's the market saturation look like? How many players are there in the market? Who are the big players in the market? Understanding who the competition is, what the competition looks like, how many people there are that are doing the same thing that you're doing, because that's going to be a good key indication of how strong you really need to make your brand story, how strong you really need to make your business model to yeah. cut through the noise of the market. And a large part of that starts with understanding who your target consumer is. So if you don't understand who you're selling to, then you're not going to be able to develop a proper business story that people can buy into. I think too, you can't let the saturation um, deter you if it's your true passion. There are so many Cinegens and LipSense distributors here in Santa Clarita, but if it is something that you're passionate about, I mean, the fact that just saying, oh, it's too saturated is kind of an excuse because everyone does business differently. Everyone has different mm -hmm. customer service. People will buy from you because you're you and because they love you. So um, you can be successful even in an, in in an industry that is saturated if yeah. you set yourself apart. Yeah. And that's the big thing. That's the big question right on everybody's head is how do we set ourselves apart in a market that is so saturated? How do we cut through the noise? Right. And we'll definitely have a talk on that because that's yeah, I think it's one of the most whole other... fascinating things but yeah that's definitely something so let's talk about this idea of the feelings wheel the emotional cycle so Jamie had talked about this on the training yesterday <gasps> and I thought it was phenomenal because it goes through you deal with this I'm gonna in, go turn on his in the movie do it and we got Chloe up this is this is great um, so let's talk a bit about the feelings wheel or the emotional cycle so this is something that you go through every single um, aspect of your life goes through this, right? Whether it's your, your faith life, whether it's your family life, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your, uh, your business life, uh, you go through this, what is known as the feelings wheel. Now the feelings wheel is actually a lot bigger than, um, most people think it is. So, uh, so we have distilled it down to kind of four primary focuses on the feelings wheel, but it actually has like around 25 to 30, um, feelings that you can go through. And you actually do go through a lot of those throughout the lifetime that you are 
uh, developing your business. So, but the four that we're focused on is you have the excitement, you have the doubt, you have the denial, and then you have the recommitment. So you have the excitement. What does the excitement look like? You know, that's when you first get your business going. You first start your business up. You're really excited. You're amped up about it. Hey, Chloe, you're amped up about it. Um, and that's the excitement phase. You know, that's what happens when you are uh, just getting started, right? So we're talking about excitement, Amber. What's your what's your take on that? It's kind of when you first start something that you absolutely love and you're on fire for it. You're brand new. You're a baby in the in the business industry, and you're just like you have so many ideas and so many things you want to do, and you cannot wait to do it all. And you haven't had anyone turn you down or tell you no yet, and you just you you're just on fire with motivation. And uh, I think that's how everyone is when they first start totally. something new, even if it's a diet. You start your new diet with motivation, excitement. You got energy and dedication. And then comes the next part of the emotions wheel. Yeah. And then you start, you go into a phase of doubt, right? This, can I do this? Can I do this? This comes for me when you're going through and you're just, you're not getting the bookings you want to get. You know, you're not not getting the jobs that you want. Then what's really interesting about this part is you start going through this jealousy area too, because you start over analyzing your competition you're looking at your competition you're like what are they doing what are they charging how are they treating the customers why are they getting so much business and there's this impression thing out there too right like if you're not busy then um or th- if you're not as busy as somebody else's or then as you, you thought you would be you yeah, kind of start to lose hope and yeah start saying, can I do this? Was this a good idea? Mm-hmm. Am I going to make it in this business? And all those doubts start to creep in. Yeah. And it also depends on who you're hanging around. Are you hanging around people who are supporting you, motivating you, or who are doubters and bringing you totally. down? So after the, the doubt cycle, when you go into that, you start going into denial. You're like, you know, you start doubting yourself and then you get full-blown, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah, and I think I'm going to quit. Type I think I'm going to quit. I'm thing. ready to quit. You start dropping out. And I think that's a really interesting place to be. It's actually a really good place to be, actually, when you really think about it. Is um, it? It is, though. <laughs> so here's why. Here's why I would say that. I think it's a really good place to be because in those times when you are at your lowest of your low, you have two options. Two options. You can either quit. Or recommit. Or you can recommit. You could quit or you can recommit. And yeah. recommitment often comes with a revitalization of the fire that you had when you first started. Yeah. And often it comes with sprouting ideas that you didn't have before. A new, fresh perspective. Exactly. You regenerated that energy and that drive almost to like how it was in the beginning. And you have a new, you know, yeah, you have a, you dedication. Have a, new, a new dedication to it. And what's I, I think it's where you're when you are actually winning in this space is when you can seek those opportunities out without having to be in a denial phase. So we all know that. Hi. Yeah, you could totally do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can totally hit that when you're in the denial phase. But the people who are most successful. I, She's like, look at me, dad. You want to go see daddy's equipment? Yeah, go see daddy's equipment. You can do that. Um, the the people who are are going to be constantly pushing themselves and the ones who are going to be the market dominators are the ones who don't need to get to a denial phase to constantly innovate and constantly reinvent exactly how they're going to do things and how they're going to better their process. Those are the people that are going to go like this. And the great part is they don't need to hit the denial phase. They live in a constant state of self-improvement and they're yeah. always seeking for a way to improve themselves. I think that's what I hit after being in the Senegence business for about a year and a half 
half, maybe even just a year, I started to thinking, okay, I really want to rebrand. I'm still excited about this, but I think I want to go in a different direction. And you just go again, full force, full throttle with a new approach. Yeah. And um, I never really hit the I want to quit phase. There are days when I have doubts. Don't get me wrong. I mean, especially if you're going through an, an emotional time and you could go through all these feelings of the motion wheel in one day, you know, just depending on how crazy your life is at that point. But uh, recommitting is huge, even if it's just rebranding your business. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us to the next point, staying motivated. What are your thoughts on that, Amber? How do you stay motivated in the day-to-day -day doing what you do? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a busy life. It's hard to work from home when you have so many possible distractions and kids and this and that. And my kids are still my priority. My business comes after that. But staying motivated is... I am constantly listening to trainings. I am talking to people who are on fire about their business, watching them and what they do. I'm reading self-development books, different, always trying to better myself and learn, um, strengthen up my weaknesses. I think trainings are huge. They just revitalize your drive for your business. So if you're feeling low, like you're ready to quit and you're having doubts, go to a training. Watch a training on online, go to one in person, talk to other girls who are working their business or, or guys. Yeah, definitely that whoever you who's in your circle of influence, right? Because here's the reality: the people around you, whether you like it or not, they're shaping how you think. They're influencing they're you. They're influencing you. They're shaping how you do life. So if you have a lot of positive people around you who are constantly getting better, constantly pushing themselves, guess what that does? That inspires you. That yes. inspires you to get better. That inspires you to level yourself up because nobody likes to be kind of left behind that. That no. pushes you. And passion and inspiration are inspirational. They, and they, success is they inspiring. My is. upline is very successful in this business and watching her rank up and watching her grow is motivation to me being like, if she can do it, I can do it. A hundred percent. So take a look at who is in your circle of influence. Who are you hanging around? And are they people who are constantly putting you down? Are they doubters or are they doers? Mm -hmm. Because the doers are the people that you want around you. Those are the people that are going to push you to get better. Those are the people that are going to challenge you. Those are the people that are going to say, you know what? You here's where it. I here's where you're at. Here's where I think you can be. Totally. And I'm challenging you. Get there. And those instead are the people it, you want. Instead of encouraging you to quit, I feel like some people are like, oh, well, if it's too hard, just quit. It's not worth it. But then there are also the entrepreneurial mindset people who are like, let's figure out a way around this and encouraging you to yeah. stick with it. Hi, baby. You want to come up here? <laughs> You're so cute. You're smiling. Um, and those are the people, too. I have several people around the, around me at work um, for my day job, too, like in, at Scorpions. These are the people who are... These are the ones who are, are not, they're going to sit there and they're going to be like, you can be better than this. And this is where I think we can go. And every time you hit a, hit a wall, there's so many times where I just get in that lull, I get in that doubt stage, you know, and it's like, these are the people that when you're in that doubt stage, they're like, come on, snap out of it, dude, snap out of it. Here's yeah. where we're going. Let's refocus, refocus, refocus. How can we find a solution for this? Those are the people you want around you because guess what? They won't let you sit in that puddle of pity that you created. Yeah, for you. I think it's important one. not puddle to be pity. happy in your dis or not to be content in your discontentment, like not to be okay with where you're at if you're unhappy with your business. Make a change. Do something. Work towards that goal. Mm -hmm. Change something up and get out of your rut. Absolutely. Yeah. Push yourself. That is that is huge. Staying motivated is a huge part of that. The other thing that comes with that is what habits are you forming? Mm -hmm. Right? What habits are you forming? You know, Tony Robbins has a quote that I absolutely love. He says, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater 
than the pain of change. Usually we sit because the pain of change is greater than the pain of staying the same. I'd rather stay the same because it's too painful to change. Yeah, if you're looking at your life and you're like, I cannot do this anymore, like I cannot live like this anymore, then you have to make a change to, you know, you can't just sit there because nothing's going to change. And if you're miserable in that state, Mm -hmm. you got to do something to change it. Yeah. And so what habits are you forming? You know, they've done studies. It takes 66 days to make a habit. 66 days. It's pretty incredible. It's a long time. So that New Year's resolution where you want to go to the gym all the time and you quit <laughs> after a week, after you seven days. You gotta be consistent. You gotta be consistent. Yep. You got it for working out, for example. When you hit that 66 day mark, around that mark, it varies for people. That's the average. But when you hit that mark and that stride, that's when your body all of a sudden for working out, for example, you, your body starts yearning to work out. Like if you're and not working out, there's something physically it, wrong. Yeah. And then if you don't do it, your body's like, what? What something's off like we're not working out today can't move so uh, if you're starting habits where you're having business Mm -hmm. you know business brainstorming meetings or you're going and you're talking to people that you look up to in business who are really successful and kind of your mentors or if you're reading self-development books and leadership books and sales books those are healthy habits that you want to be forming where you're doing something every day to better yourself and your business yeah and I think alongside this is something that I adopted a while back and I never 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 operated with this even college i never operated with this but it's this idea of always being satisfied first of all with the fact that you're never fully there you're never fully the person that you want to be or the person that you were created to be and what that does is that always pushes you and it always keeps you open to the fact that you're not always right and you don't always have it figured out and that's a good place to be i think once you hit a really awesome goal that you set for yourself instead of just kind of plateauing there and writing it out being like okay what's my next goal like i hit this awesome thing and now what where do i want to go next don't ever be content with just where you're at but like hit through the next ceiling that you're facing punch it the glass ceiling punch through it punch through yeah so anyways that's pretty much all we have for you today i don't know if you have any thoughts amber in closing um i think I think what I think what you tell yourself is super important. If you're telling yourself, no, I can't do it. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a marketer. I'm not whatever it is. I'm not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Then you don't need anyone else to put doubt in you. You're already doubting yourself and you're going to just fall on your face. You need to tell yourself, yes, the first step is being your own cheerleader. Yeah. Tell yourself you can. And then from there, it's amazing what you are capable of. And you may not even know it. In the words of Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You're right. So <laughs> it's all think about that. We'll leave you with that from uh, all, all, all of us, from us two here at uh, the Hubby <laughs> the Wifey team. Hustle. Uh, I'm Joshy Red. This is Amber uh, Lynn. I was we like, what's my name? We got to get the timing down. Anyways. <laughs> <Just> wifey. <laughs> once again, this is the Hubby <laughs> Wifey Hustle. Hustle. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks, guys.